Hey everybody, I'm Robert Yerby, and I'm an insurance professional, and admittedly, kind of an insurance nerd. My friends and family tell me that nobody is going to want to listen to a podcast about insurance, so instead, on this show, I'm hoping to share a story or have a conversation with a guest about some relatable experience, and then show you how insurance impacts that story or topic. My hope is you'll enjoy a few laughs with me and maybe learn at least one interesting thing about insurance along the way. Here we go. Hey everybody, this is Robert. Thanks for listening. This is one interesting thing about insurance. And I'm joined today by my son Damon, again. Hello. You're, uh, you're practically a regular guest. Oh, I'm a regular? Yeah. Of course, as we were setting up here, you're mouthing off about how this is your <laughs> podcast now, so I don't know how you're, you're surprised at that news. All right. Well, uh, as I like to do, I didn't tell you anything about what we're going to talk about, and yep. I, I'm fresh off a plane from Las Vegas, and yes. so I, I'll admit I didn't put a ton of thought into it, but I have, I have things that I, I have been coming up. I think there's a coalescence around a certain topic that I, I just need to both vent about and there's probably something to be learned here also. So let, me, let me get right to it. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, wait before we do that, let's acknowledge uh, something else that we talked about for a quick 60 seconds or, or oh. whatever beforehand. Okay. Uh, you're wearing a, a Michigan State marching band t-shirt. Uh, now, of course, you are not in the Michigan State Marching Band, but you are in the Arizona State Champion Hamilton High School yes. Marching Band. True. Okay. AZMBA, yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. What's what's AZMBA? So we do two different circuits. We do ABOTA and AZMBA. ABOTA championships are this weekend, but we won AZMBA state champions. Awesome. In our class. Awesome. And you play? Bass drum. Bass drum. All right. That's the big one up there, kids. All right. And I saw the uh, I saw the trophy. I asked you if it's like the Stanley Cup. Do they let you bring it around and you know, <laughs> eat cereal out of it for a couple of days? What, what makes you think that was remotely a possibility? I don't know. We're in a... We're in a pretty affluent school district here. I could imagine them having the budget for somebody to walk around with white gloves and polish that trophy and go from subdivision to subdivision and <laughs> let kids do dumb stuff with it. I could I could see that. Sure. Maybe for football. Oh, all right. Sure. Lots of football money out there. All right. True. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I just got uh, back from Vegas. I was there for a private lenders conference. Uh, I, we don't talk about this a ton on the podcast, you know, what I actually do in my agency, but we provide insurance for lenders. And yeah. they're, you say, yeah, like, okay. All the moms and dads out there that think their kids don't know anything about what they do for work. Like I, I'm, I'm very much in the same position. Damon, I feel like you know that I'm in the insurance business, but not I a whole lot. I uh, I've gone to banks and credit unions. I know I've gone to banks with you. Yeah, okay. Well, that's true. Let, 
let's take that tangent. Yes. Yeah. You're thinking of that time that we, we drove down to Wyoming. Yeah. 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 So that was probably like was six, years, six years ago, seven years ago. You wanted to go to, well, not, 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 not that you asked for me. I, I found there was this dinosaur dig experience yeah. in Wyoming, and you were really big into dinosaurs at the time. Like every boy of whatever age I was. Yeah. Yeah. And so I found this thing, and, and I have a lot of lender clients in Montana. So I told you, hey, we'll go do this, but we've, we've got to see some banks on the way down on the drive. And I probably dragged you along to maybe like three accounts. Yeah. And I made you dress up. Yeah. Because at that time, I was still wearing a suit and tie in and out of the bank. So I had you wear a tie. Not a jacket, but you had a shirt and yeah. tie on. You didn't have to prep any presentations or anything. You just, no. you just kind of sat there. <laughs> but Sat there. Just It was sort of take your kid to work day on the way to Dinosaur Dig. Uh fantasy camp yeah yeah that was a good trip uh anyway so i work with lenders and i work with them on collateral protection so when you get a a house or a car and you've got a loan for that your lender is undoubtedly going to have you sign a piece of paper saying that you have to keep insurance on that collateral for the life of the loan if you don't they're probably going to find out and they have a mechanism, most lenders, I should say most lenders, most lenders have some mechanism for insuring that collateral, if you will not. There's a couple of different options that, that lenders have, and, and I just want to cover it super, super quick. Uh, the lender could, when they find out that you don't have insurance on that home or that vehicle, they could send you a, a series of letters over a period of about 45 days saying, please send us your proof of insurance. And if you don't, we're going to get insurance for you and we're going to charge your loan for it. A lot of lenders do that. We call that lender-placed insurance or force-placed insurance. And the alternative to that would be you just get a blanket policy where the lender's entire portfolio is covered. So every single titled vehicle, every single home that they have in their portfolio, they're all covered by this one master policy of insurance. So if, if they ever have to repossess the car or the house or, you know, the, the warehouse, the boat, whatever, and it has uninsured damage, they, f they file a, a claim on that blanket policy. Okay. So I was in Vegas. I'm at this conference. And it was for private lenders, not banks, not credit unions, but private lenders. So what does that mean? I, I want you to guess. <laughs> I want you to guess. What do, what do you think that means when I say a private lender? Someone who, not like a, a place of business. or If you weren't going to go to a bank or a credit yeah. union for money, where, where would you go? Friends, family, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well... Banks have, a, banks have a lot of rules when it comes yeah. to lending as, you know, federally insured institutions that they have a lot of rules and a private lender has some rules, but 
not the same rules and not as many rules as a bank would. And when I'll admit, when I heard the term private lender for the first time years and years and years ago, I couldn't pinpoint it exactly, but maybe it was 10 years ago. I first heard the term private lender. I immediately thought of Rocky. Okay. Yeah. Remember at the very beginning, he's working for Tony? Yeah. The loan shark? That's Yeah, my, my first thought was a loan shark, but that doesn't seem like the right answer here. Or the right answer? Uh, I what, What's a private lender? I don't know, a person that gives you money. I guess that would be a loan shark, but yeah. Marcellus Wallace from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> he was a loan shark. He was just the rich guy. No, wait. Um, that needed the briefcase with whatever the gold thing was. Wasn't uh, wasn't Brad, the the guy who gets gunned down? Samuel L. Jackson eats his big Kahuna burger. Yep. And I I think he, the reason that him and Jules were there, or Samuel L. Jackson is Jules. Vincent and Jules are there because. Marcellus Wallace loaned this guy money, and uh, he wasn't paying it back. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? Anyway, yeah, I think um, I think Marcellus Wallace was a private lender of sorts. Now, before your mind starts jumping to conclusions, I was not in Vegas at a conference with a lot of Tonys and Marcellus Wallaces. These are legitimate businesses. They loan in the space where banks and credit unions uh, either can't or won't, or if they do, it's just such a pain in the butt for the borrower that they don't want to. And they're willing to pay someone else more so that they don't have to go through the same underwriting, which is to say, like, they don't have to provide all the same documentation and jump all through, through all the same hoops. And so, yeah, I, I, I have never, no, I've never borrowed from a private lender. Not to say that I wouldn't. Um, in fact, I, I think I'm much more likely having gone to uh, conferences of theirs. But I borrowed from banks when I bought real estate. And it's a pain. It's a pain. I, I remember. Yeah. So, yeah, so I bought, a, I bought a rental property a couple of years ago. And, yeah, it was it was a lot of stress. And it ultimately didn't. It didn't work out. I went to a credit union, you know, had my pre-qualification letter from my credit union, put an offer on a piece of property, offer was accepted, and then the credit union backed out of the deal. Because they, oh, my, my recollection yeah. is that they wanted, um, so I'm, I'm self-employed, they wanted some things that they, they didn't say that they wanted when they produced the pre-qualification letter. Or they saw something that they didn't like, you know, way after the fact. And, you know, in my mind, it wasn't something that was a big deal if you knew business underwriting. So, uh, yeah, the deal fell apart and I ended up having to pay cash for that condo, you know, in, a, in an instant. You know, in a matter of days before we were supposed to close, the credit union backed out and I had to come up with cash. And then subsequently later got a loan so that I could get some cash out. 
But at that point, I, I didn't really understand how difficult it was going to be to get a cash out loan on a piece of property that I had just purchased because the people that wanted to lend me the money for the cash out were like, oh, this is a rental property. Great. Show us that it makes money. I'm like, well, I, mean, I, I just bought furniture for it. Uh, I'm repainting. Like, it doesn't make any money yet. They're like, oh, yeah. Well, let us know when you've got 12 months worth of profit and loss history. I was like, oh, well, I, I sort of want a lot of the cash back that I put down on this house, like, pretty quick. It was a real strain on my finances, and I should have better understood how difficult it was going to be to get the cash back out in in hindsight, I would not have purchased the condo. I would have backed out of the deal, and I could have because my lender backed out. So I could have gotten out of that contract, and yeah, I probably should have done that in hindsight. Anyway, I have in my hot little hand a letter from the lender that I did finally get the cash-out financing on. So I, I do have a mortgage on my rental property. I have a condo in Tucson, Arizona. If you're looking for a vacation, uh, need a two-bedroom, two-bath in the Catalina foothills, uh, email us at the podcast. Uh, it's lovely. You know, you know, the good news is, I mean, we've got guests there pretty much back-to-back-to-back to back to back, uh, all through the high season, which uh, for us in Tucson is, you know, Thanksgiving to middle to end of April. Yeah, Tucson's a great place to be, you know, that time of year. Anyway, letter from the lender. We won't name them. But uh, it's a it's a big name that, you know, advertises during football games. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's a national lender. Uh, let's see. It starts with, ooh, it starts with something not so fun. This communication is from a debt collector and is an attempt to collect a debt. Any information obtained will be used for that purpose. And then it has my name property address. Dear Robert Yerby, according to our records, your condo master hazard insurance policy is about to expire. We have reached out to your agent and or insurance company and have been unsuccessful in obtaining an annual or replacement policy for your protection as well as ours. And as required by your mortgage, your property must be kept continuously insured. Well, now that I'm reading this, I'll tell you what, I actually read this very quickly before I went to Vegas, and I thought I knew what this was, but now I think this is something different than what I thought <laughs> that it was. So because it's a condo, I, I have to have two pieces, or I have to have two insurance policies in place. I have to have one that's on my unit. Okay. Covering, you know, physical damage of my unit so that if it burns down blows over or whatever the lender can either get repaid what i owe them or we can rebuild the condo and again there's collateral on that loan what this is saying is the condo master insurance is about to expire yeah this is talking about homeowners association hazard and flood master policies must include contents for common areas in accordance with the guidelines for your loan I think what this is saying is they, they need the condo association's master policy. That's different. That covers 
all of the common areas of the condo. So the, the pool, the fitness tennis center. Court. Yeah, the tennis courts. It's pickleball now. Oh, pickleball? It is tennis slash pickleball, but more pickleball than anything else is what I'm told. And the parking lots and, you know, the carports and, uh, you know, there's furniture in the clubhouse, you know, all, that's what they, they're talking about with contents there. Yeah. So all of the, the common buildings and the common contents, we have to have insurance for that too. So let's say the, the clubhouse uh, burns down. I, I personally don't have insurance to cover the condo's clubhouse. We, as condo owners, collectively own that clubhouse. I own, you know, a one two hundred and sixteenth share of the clubhouse. You know, for example, I don't, I don't exactly know how many units there are, but you get three hundred pixels of the TV, for example. And so, the association has insurance for all of those common areas, common structures, and common contents, and we all collectively pay insurance premiums to cover those things. Now, if I were more involved in my condo association, I might know precisely what the insurance costs. But for the sake of argument here, let's just say it's uh, $4,000. And you, you know, split up the 4,000, you know, 200 ways, you know, that's, that's my share of that premium. Well, I need to provide my lender with evidence that the condo association has coverage for all of those things. Now, why do they care? Why do they care if the clubhouse blows over? You know? Well, well then we, we don't have a comfy couch and a, you know, a kitchen and a TV to watch in the common clubhouse. What do they care? They care because every owner of the condo can be assessed to rebuild that. Mm. Yeah. They can legally, they'll come after us. They'll, they'll, they could put a lien on our condo if we don't contribute towards that. It just so happens, and now this is getting you know, way outside the scope of this, this podcast, but I mean, our, our condo association is well capitalized. That is something that I looked at before I bought into it because I didn't want the homeowners association assessments to be, you know, skyrocketing after I purchased it. But our association is well capitalized, which is to say there's plenty of money in the bank to uh, pay insurance premiums. I know that we have insurance, but if something else were to go wrong, you know, um, where something was damaged but not destroyed, you know, we have the money to pay for that. So... Yes, what the lender is asking for, I think, is the condos association's insurance. And our property manager has that. She's a very nice lady named Kathy. Every time I stop over, she wants to talk to me and tell me what's going on. Tell me how the, the javelinas, there's there's two packs of javelinas that run through at this time of day and whatnot. And they've seen bobcats there and those goofy things, I don't know what you call them again, but they look like they look like raccoons, sorta. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. What are those called? I'm trying to think. I well we have well but also let's let everybody know. We have raccoons. Yes, in we also have raccoons. But there's having grown up in Illinois, 
I'm very familiar with raccoons, but then there's this other thing that looks kind of like a raccoon, but different enough to where you like you do a double take and you're like, what is that thing? That's no trash panda. That's no trash panda. That's right. And I, I saw one as I was hiking. I've seen them twice on the, on the trail behind the condo, and they are weird looking. Google. He's making a Google, everybody. Now, when, when I left, I actually thought that they were going to say that they needed a copy of my current insurance because I also switched my insurance on my unit. And I'm happy to say I saved about 500 bucks a year. When you have a rental property, uh, it's, it's good to shop that around every so often because uh, there can be you know, some significant changes in premiums company to company. There's differences in coverage, meaningful differences in coverage company to company. And uh, yeah, it's been a couple of years since I got the original policy in place. It was time to shop it around. I'm glad I did. Saved a good amount of money. And I mean, I, I knew where to shop it because that's my business. But I mean, and even if you weren't in that business, you know, find an agent that's good at that stuff and, you know, shop it around. Just like you would any uh, anything else, I think. Was that it? Um, no. No? No, I don't think that's what it is. This this is a ringtail cat? No. No? It's called like a Kudamundi or... Oh, yeah. A coochie? <laughs> yeah, there, there's two separate things that came up when I looked. Get the Google pronunciation thing, though, because I... I mean, I've seen it written. I've actually heard people say it. Kathy at the management office has told me, but I don't remember. It look it looks so much less like a raccoon than the other thing. Okay, let's let's hear how to say it. Okay. Kowati Monday. Kowati Monday. Kowati Monday. Kowati Monday. Kowati Monday. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, that, that looks very little like a raccoon. Well, <laughs> well, that wasn't what I saw either. No, that's, I mean, that's what I saw. Okay. That was the thing. All right, so let's say you get one of these Could letters. Tangent? Let's say you get one of these letters, and uh, it's, I don't mean threatening, but, yeah, threatening. It's threatening. It's threatening. It's threatening. How did it start off again? Well, I didn't, uh, well, it said this communication is from a debt collector. It's attempt to collect a debt. If you don't respond to us, we're going to send somebody out to beat the hell out of you. <laughs> That's what it says. That sounds threatening. And I didn't read this paragraph earlier, but, you know, it's giving me a lot of in- instructions on how, hey, this is, we, we want your proof of insurance. This is where you're going to send it to us. You're going to send it to us right now. So if you get one of these letters, uh, take it seriously uh, th- this is, well, this is my business too. I'm, I'm not in business with this particular lender, but I'm very familiar with these letters because our agency helps our lender customers send these out. And if I fail to respond to this one, the next one will say, hey, we didn't get your proof of insurance. We're serious. You need to send it to us. And if you don't, this is what we're going to do. And this being... Uh, request for the condos association's policy i'm not sure what their threat will be you know the if you don't do us then if you don't send it then we're going to do this 
I don't know what they're going to say. Maybe. Maybe I should just give it don't. another couple of weeks and just see. No, I won't. Don't do that. No. <laughs> you just said, if you get one of these letters, take it seriously. Yeah. And now you're... <laughs> you're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Take it seriously. There's a... I was about to say there's a phone number. There is no phone number. There's a fax number. Oh. Well, that's awesome. Maybe this letter came from 1997. Well, oh, and then there's a website. I'll bet you this website is an absolute pain in the butt to deal with, too. You may also submit your insurance policy online at https colon backslash backslash blah 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 dot com. I bet you it's a nightmare. I'll, I'll try that. But take these seriously because they'll, they'll charge your loan for it. They'll just send you a letter, you know, 30 days later and your, your loan payment went from $1,800 to $2,600 <laughs> and the difference is all insurance and it's, yeah, we, we haven't even touched on the fact that the insurance isn't really even the best insurance. You're much better off getting your own insurance policy we we could talk about how I mean, the 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 covered perils could be different, the exclusions could be different, the premiums are going to be higher, the amount of coverage could be different, could be less than what you think it what it is, what it should be. Yeah. Yeah. So we take that stuff seriously. All right. There there is probably a couple of interesting things about insurance in that one. Yeah, and some wildlife, and. Some marching band stuff. Yeah. And this, this, this podcast covers a lot of good stuff. Remember when we were going to do movie reviews? Oh yeah, we. That was like two. We or three. did like one. Yeah. We haven't seen a movie in a while. We were going to do that. Maybe we'll bring that back. Okay, fall's a good time to go see movies. There's got to be a Liam Neeson movie coming out soon. So soon. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a teaser. That's what we yeah. in the podcast business call a teaser. All right, everybody. Hey, if you're looking for insurance continuing education, check us out at bmfce.com. If you like the podcast, give us a rating, write a review, uh, tell your friends, uh, mention it in line at the grocery store, just random people. We will have another episode coming out in just a couple weeks. Thanks, everybody.